Shalom, and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. My dear friends, towards the end of this week's Torah portion, which, by the way, closes the third book of the Torah, the book of Leviticus, it's called Bechukotai, we're told that if the Jewish people keep the values of Torah, then God says, V'zacharti et briti Yaakov av et briti Yitzchak v'af et briti Avraham v'ha'aretz says kor, which means if you live this life of mitzvah, then will I remember, listen closely, my covenant with Jacob, also my covenant with Isaac, and also my covenant with Abraham. And I will remember the land. The rabbis noticed in this one verse that the names of the patriarchs appear in exactly the reverse order as they appear in the prayer books you are holding and the words we chanted with Ella minutes ago. Because in our prayer books, you recall, the names appear in their chronological order. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why is the order changed this week in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 42? The rabbis note that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were each distinguished by a particular virtue. Abraham, in case you didn't know, was famous for loving kindness. Isaac for faith and reverence. Jacob, for learning. By mentioning Jacob first, the hope was expressed that when the time came for the world's redemption from all the pain, the Jewish people would return to Zion because of what we have learned from living a life of mitzvah. So that is why the rabbis say Jacob's name was mentioned first instead of third. But even if members of our faith family aren't that into learning, study, perhaps they would possess a reverence for life and faith in that higher power we call God. That's Isaac. And even if somebody doesn't even incorporate that virtue, then say the rabbis, maybe we can help redeem this world because of the virtue of loving kindness, Abraham. But they also acknowledge that just preaching loving kindness isn't enough, and neither are prayers or moments of silence enough. As we end another tragic week, recalling that there have been more mass shootings this year in America than days in the year. 
how timely that it is in this week's Torah portion that the order begins with Jacob, not Abraham, reminding us to learn from what's happened to extend life for everyone in the world in which we live. For learning, the Torah teaches, must lead above all else to the creation of a just society. Because if we don't create a just society, says not only this week's Torah portion, but all the Hebrew prophets, if we don't create a just society, society will fall apart. And when you examine the long sweep of human history, Societies that ignored social justice and freedom and favored violence and tyranny, those societies did, in fact, crumble. Think of Nazi Germany, medieval Spain, and the former Soviet Union empire, which Putin is insanely trying to reestablish in his attempt to annihilate a sovereign nation of 44 million people. Yes, read our stories in the Torah. God feels very strongly about justice, including the pursuit of peace, looking out for the poor and others less fortunate and most vulnerable members of society, not in our bubbles. And my friends, you know, you never read a Torah portion without reading the prophetic accompaniment. It's called the Haftorah, same theme. This week it's the prophet Jeremiah. He wasn't just a bullfrog. Only the older people got that. <laughs> Jeremiah lived at the end of the seventh century BCE when just like today, a spirit of doom lay over the nation, not United States, but the southern kingdom of Judah. The kingdom of Judah found itself squeezed between two superpowers of the era, Egypt in the south, Babylonia in the north. The northern kingdom of Israel had been destroyed in 722 by the Assyrians and the Babylonians. Then Egypt is crushed by Babylonia. Jerusalem comes under the rule of a Babylonian king. It's a great scrabble word. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. He plunders Jerusalem. He destroys the temple. The first one in 586 BCE. Our people's cultural, religious, political elite are exiled to the rivers of Babylon to remember Zion. Jeremiah stays behind. But when the new Jerusalem governor installed by the king is assassinated, most of the Jews remaining, including Jeremiah, flee to Egypt, which tragically is where Jeremiah will die as an exile in the land of the pharaohs. Now, Jeremiah left us with many references to his life, as well as in his innermost feelings. He was unmarried and lonely. He was given to despair, struggling with the king and his advisors, counseling peace, but they wanted war. And like all the Hebrew prophets, he cries out for justice, saying they hadn't embraced Jacob's attitude an attribute of learning from history. Like Isaac, Jeremiah calls for renewing the eternal covenant between God and the Jewish people, getting back to what matters most. The problem was that people back then just wanted the good life, not a life of concern for others, not a life of service or faith. 
They just wanted the good life. Sound familiar? Jeremiah's take on why the temple was destroyed was excessive violence, making an idol out of the wrong things, exploitation of the vulnerable, and I'll just read you one verse from this week's Haftarah. Devious hearts. Most devious is the heart, he says in this week's Jeremiah reading. The heart can be perverse. Who can fathom it? I, the Lord, probed the heart and searched the mind to repay every person according to his ways with the proper fruit of his actions, end quote. What Jeremiah is saying, and I hope you'll agree, is that we can never be sure of what's going on in other people's hearts. Only God knows that. As our Reformed Jewish commentary written by Rabbi Salkin reads it, quite often we ourselves are not totally clear about our own motives for doing something, right? Did I want to be class president in my high school for personal glory or because it would look good on my college application or because it would, I only wanted to help my school? I hope it's because I only wanted to help my school, but if you do a good job, does it really matter what your motivation was? When President Jimmy Carter said famously that he had sinned because he lusted after another woman in his heart, many Jews were unsure what all the fuss was about. It's not like the president had an affair, unlike many other politicians, Only God truly understands our motives. So what we humans should focus on, this week we learn in the Torah and Haftarah, what we humans should focus on are the deeds and not the heart. Whether gun violence or clergy sexual abuse finally being revealed in all religious denominations, Who knows what's in the sick mind of an adult molesting or killing a child? Who knows what's in the heart of a minor molesting or killing anyone? Jeremiah and the Jewish prophets urge us to have good thoughts on the inside so we have good actions on the outside. But if you can't have both, since we're only human, focus not on thoughts Focus more on good actions. I ask my high school graduation class here at Temple a question I hope we all ask ourselves. How do you want to be remembered in life? To be a Jew is to answer that question with the attributes of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jeremiah. Deeds of loving kindness, an inner faith that leads to good deeds, and a commitment to social justice to help repair a Memphis, a nation, and a world in need of each of us. And God is waiting. Amen.